everybody. Welcome back to the Home to Self podcast. I am so excited to be recording another episode today. And today I've got a very beautiful human on the podcast that I'm just so excited to connect deeper with and get to know on a deeper level. I feel like we have been weaving in and out of each other's fields on Instagram and trying to make this happen. And so it's really exciting to finally be here. We had some trouble with our tech getting started, but that's how you know it's it's going to be a good one because we've moved moved past the resistance. But Kate Pedzuti, I am so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. You are a spiritual life coach and a business mentor. And according to your bio, it says you help people express their soul's mission through business and attract aligned clients. And I am all about that. I love that so much. I'm on this path myself. And so it's so exciting to talk to someone who is looking at it from kind of behind the scenes and helping people actually take steps towards creating their dream life. Um, and so I feel like you're going to have so much value to share with our listeners. And before we get into all of that goodness, I just want to ask you, what is lighting you up these days? Oh, I love this intro question. And thank you for all of that. I'm so happy to be here. I know it's funny how we've been like connected and then like not connected. And so to finally be in this container with you feels so aligned. And it's just because the messages had to come through as as they needed. So what is lighting me up these days? I've been talking a lot about this on my page lately. And it's an interesting paradox because the same things that are lighting me up are also come with a lot of heaviness. And my answer to this question, if I'm thinking just about this moment right now, is using my gifts and helping everybody in the collective use their gifts to come back down to like this human plane and spiritually actually make shifts in humanity. And so getting to mm -hmm. witness people start to use their energetic gifts and their spiritual gifts to actually like make moves in this world and fight against some of the darkness that's happening, that is lighting me up. But simultaneously, it's also very heavy. So a very mm -hmm. loaded answer to a very loaded question. And I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. You can't have the light without the dark. So I appreciate mm -hmm. you even being willing to go there and um, encompass all of it because I feel like that's what really helps us. You know, it's like it's all the bliss and the ecstasy that we feel and experience in this life is really it's because of the contrast. And so I already can tell that this is going to be a good conversation. That's not just surface level, but that we're actually able to dive deeper into like what it actually is to be living this human experience, which comes with the whole gamut of emotions and experiences. Um, but give us a little bit of your backstory. Like now, now that, you know, we've talked about like what it is that you do and we'll talk more about what that actually entails, but how did you get here? And I know that this is a question that could probably take hours, but tell us a little bit about your story of how you got into this leadership position that you're in now. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Because I feel like every time I tell this story, I like focus on different details because it is so multifaceted. But the most roundabout way to explain this story is just for people to know about me. I grew up in a Catholic upbringing and a big piece of that was a rebellion against that faith that ultimately led me to spirituality. I think that's the case for a lot of people who come from a very strict set of parameters in terms of faith or family or whatever their upbringing looked like. When you have a uh, a box kind of placed over you. It's like the curious mind and the curious souls within us, like many of us kind of break through those boxes and it lands us in a state of requiring a lot of healing, requiring a lot of questioning and a lot of inquiry about 
this world and the way that the universe works and is there a god is there not a god does it look like the man in the white coat they just explain in the catholic church or does it not right so all of these things that was a big big uh pressure point for me i would say growing up was having all of these questions but feeling kind of boxed into a state where i couldn't ask those questions appropriately in the containers that i was in so that's a little bit about my early upbringing and then a a way that I weave myself into this current position, uh, I always had an interest in entrepreneurship and helping people in a way that I feel like was outside of the norm. I did go to college, I went to high school and I went to college. Every single year of that experience felt wildly misaligned. And oddly enough, I, I'm sure many people can relate, though it was wildly misaligned, I was so competitive with my grades, right? Like, we're like, I know I don't want to be here in college and I know I'm meant to do something entrepreneurial, but like, I'm going to freaking kill these goals and these grades. And that's kind of how I, I think I introduced to myself this spark of like, I want to be a high achiever. I want mm. big goals. I want to serve myself and to always be acting out of the place of doing my best in whatever it is that I'm doing. So I did go through college at the end of that, which was 2021. I was in the midst of the pandemic. Everything looked different. Everything was uh, rapidly changing. And I had a degree that I knew I wasn't going to use. And along this time, I started providing fitness challenges and nutrition challenges to the people who were still on lockdowns. So that was my first blip of service when everything kind of closed down, gyms weren't accessible. My degree was in exercise science and nutrition. So I was asking myself, how can I use what I know to like make people a little bit less sad, a little bit less anxious during this whole mess? And so my introduction into the entrepreneurship and service space was doing these fitness and nutrition challenges for people and just giving them something to work on in terms of their mind, body, and soul during this dark time. And then since then, it feels like it's just snowballed, like rapidly. I went from the health coaching space and again, kind of putting myself in that box of thinking, this is my field. This is what I studied. I have to stay here into then realizing through working with clients that it's not the weight loss that they need. It's not even the, the nutrition help necessarily that they need. It's self-love and it's healing of their soul. There's something so much deeper going on here. And so through that year of working as a health and fitness coach, I had that awakening experience of going, wow, like they, we need the health coaches, right? But I'm meant to do something so much deeper with these people because the problems aren't going away. They're losing the weight and they're gaining it right back. Why? Because they don't love themselves enough. And so that was ultimately my gateway and my stepping into what I do now, which is spirituality and life coaching with all started on the foundation of self-love as I think it does for so many of us and just wanting to create safe containers for people to come and feel held to learn about their souls and to love themselves more and to do that healing and through building that business and uh, being able to serve so many clients in that way, I then realized in this next quantum leap, my calling became even more expanded when the divine was basically like, okay, 
you've built the business, you've helped people with healing, can you now help people who also want to help people with healing? Because that's how the collective starts to expand in this raise of vibration. And so that was still pretty long-winded, but I feel like that gets us to the present moment as accurately as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. And I, I think it's so interesting because what I've noticed from my experience is that entrepreneurship, especially, especially like something that's soul centered and a business that you're creating to be of service, you know, where mm. you are the business, that is like the ultimate shadow work, like just self-development experience you could possibly go through. And so really? it, it just makes so much sense for you to combine the two, like spiritual life coaching and business coaching, because they mm -hmm. kind of are one in the same, like when you go on this path and that's one thing that I definitely just was not prepared for like I was like oh yeah I can be a health coach and I also started as a health coach which is another interesting parallel and I totally just sitting here like nodding like yes yep. I had the same experience of like ah like yes they're making progress but like there's more here and I just mm -hmm. I don't want to sit here and just keep telling people what to eat and how to exercise like I want to like dig deep and like access the like deeper parts of our human experience that really really make a difference and they like hit home for people and unblock like the reasons why they feel they can't do whatever it is they want to do with their lives and so it's so fun to hear your journey and um yeah, I'm just laughing because it's 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 so applicable. Like the the two coming together, um, business is is no joke, especially when you're doing it kind of from the the heart center. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of my next question for you. You know, I feel like there's tons of business coaches out there. There's so many coaches in general, people who want to get into the space or build their own business and be entrepreneurs, whatever that means for them. But why why did you decide to do it like um like like spiritual base like why mm -hmm. is that so important for people why is that such a deeper um exploration into what business can be and yeah just like i i feel like i know but i would love for you to explain it for the listeners like why does that matter mm -hmm. so much to be connected to our to the divine within us wow. for business yeah this is an amazing question thank you for asking that because i think it does provide perspective into i like how you said like the possibilities or like the you know open floodgates of what having that connection can do speaking from experience i think before i had fully fully connected to the divine essence within me and having this ultimate like faith and connection and relationship with the universe I was consistently, time and time again, left burnt out, um, frustrated, underwhelmed, and unfulfilled anytime I would pursue anything, whether it was business-related, relationship-related, um, or something completely different. And through finding this connection and through acting out of this connection and, and being what I like to call just a vessel, like a clear channel for whatever God wants us, God, universe, works, whatever you relate to that divine essence, whatever term fits for you, that is where the ultimate level of true depth and fulfillment lives. And I've experienced it. I know you've experienced it. I know that there's people who are living it and are living proof of this potential for true fulfillment that exists when we actually connect. And I think a big part of my mission that became very apparent to me this past year was witnessing people who 
this could be like a whole other conversation, but witnessing people who are in the spiritual community or in the spiritual space who use it as a front to just make more money or to obtain more things or to maybe, I dare to say, uh, fool the wrong people into their containers, right? And I'm trying mm -hmm. to be very intentional and careful with my wording because everyone's journey is is necessary. However, to like bring this home to your question, without that full devout connection to something divine, to something that you know is guiding you, to something that wants you to act from a place of love and not anti-love, from a place of good and not greed, from a place of just light and not evil or darkness, that is so necessary to build a business that truly from your gut and from your heart is exactly the blueprint of your mission that you came here to complete. And I believe without that connection, we unfortunately turn to the human ego things like greed, like just wanting money, like wanting to manipulate people, like just wanting for ourselves and being very self-serving. And that leads to just this never ending hamster wheel of running for the next thing and never feeling fulfilled. So for me, I'm like, my mission has become help people see that if you lead from a place of service and from genuine service, like connecting to whatever God feels like to you and constantly acting intentionally out of that place, you will truly be wildly more fulfilled than the seven or eight figure earner who is not connected in that way. Wow. Beautifully said. Okay. I completely agree. I think it's it's such an interesting time to be in this space. You know, it's like we have the internet and we can build whatever business we want, really, if we're willing to put ourselves out there. And that's a really interesting time, but it's also so beautiful to then combine it with a soul-centered, spiritual-based business because mm -hmm. you're basically trusting that whatever is meant to be your journey will be your journey and you're choosing to make that the structure and the foundation for your business and everything that you do within it which to me is like that's you know that's hopefully the new earth how it's going to look is like people actually doing what they came here to do and actualizing on their gifts and it's you know with all the business coaches and all of this be like this coaching industry coming to a peak where it is today, it's like there are so many um, programs and structures you can copy and kind of follow along to get to seven figures or eight figures or whatever it is you want to accomplish. But it does lead to burnout. It leads to not being as fulfilled. And it leads, in my opinion, long term, it probably leads to less success because you are not doing it from an authentic place and truly tuning in constantly to like the evolution of your soul and who you are becoming so it can't shift with you um and so it's really beautiful i think that this is like this is the thing where it's like business gets to be the avenue from which your soul gets to express itself and like bring its gifts out into the world and so it's the work you're doing is amazing and i'm just i'm really glad that you that you're helping people get there you know from a really place like a, a good place an aligned place because we need that in the world more thank now than you. ever so wow thank you so much got yeah. like full body chills hearing you say that because thank you i was I getting chills when you were dying yeah, too i was like oh, we're yes. like in a container right now of just like it feels so like there is undeniable good energy here and it's just acting from a straight place of love and so know that yeah. everything you've just said to me is straight back to you so thank you Yes, of course. It's amazing. I love to see it. And I want to see everyone thrive and everyone like step into their unique gifts. It's like such an mm -hmm. exciting time. So for all you listeners out there, like, ah, oh, I mean, you're probably on this clicked on this episode for a reason, but Absolutely. I hope that this is aligning with you as well. 
And, and um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, if you don't mind, just that word gifts that you brought up, it, it just sparked like a something I wrote in my notes and I was like, I have to pull this up. I think exactly what you just said is the ultimate key to the new earth. I was like so grateful when you said that word because what people are waking up to, but what other people are failing to realize is that when you remove the conditionings of what you think we need to do here in this human experience and you literally just act from a straight place of what are your gifts, like act from your soul's blueprint, what can you offer to the world, you realize that that is all the medicine that we need. Like, hmm. you are the medicine. We are all individual pills in the universe's pill bottle. That is the metaphor I love to give to my clients. And when you allow yourself to fully step into acting out of your medicine, like, you're healing the world just through your actions and through your voice. And mm -hmm. a key point to that is realizing that this is how you can differentiate if you're acting out of a place of service or of self-serving is recognizing that your gifts are never going to be self-serving. Your gifts will always be in service to others. However, they will allow you to self-serve through utilizing them. Meaning when you are acting from a place of service and you are giving your gifts to other people and you are acting out of a place of love and wanting the betterment of humanity and wanting to heal the collective, you will in return receive abundance and ease and flow and what is truly meant for you in that capacity and it's just so beautiful to have that to come back to like I even ask myself that regularly like okay is this me genuinely acting from a place of using my gifts or is this for me and having to kind of humble myself at certain points as you start to pick mm -hmm. up in business and go this is not me using my gifts. This is me acting out of a place of greed or selfishness and getting caught up in ego. And it's time to come back to a place of others serving, not self-serving. So I just wanted mm -hmm. to bring that to light because I thought your point about gifts and new earth and how we can all create that was so wonderful. Yeah, it's so true. And I feel like when you are in service, especially like, again, in this context of like building a, a spiritual business of sort, at least like led from the heart, it it's benefiting both when you are in alignment, you know, you are making sure to be tapped into like, how can I be of service to the whole? And it's like, because it is a self-development journey for you too. It's like, as you grow, you're also helping other people by sharing your gifts and your medicine. And so it's so beautiful to see the, how it's, it's working on both sides. And I, with that said, I have a question about, do you have any like practices that you can share of how to stay tuned in and like tapped into the divine to source to the universe as we go on this journey that brings up all of our stuff and that, you know, there is money involved. You are trying to pay your bills and such. So it's sometimes like you get, it's like you lose focus and you, and having to come back has been a practice for me. And so I'm interested to hear what practices you use to stay al in alignment. So good. Yeah. This is funny because I feel like it's shifted so much throughout my business. Like if you asked me this two years ago, I would have been like, I meditate and then I journal and then I do the ice bath and then I do this <laughs> and then I do that. But it's like, you don't need all of that. I've boiled down and narrowed down my practices that truly keep me tapped in so minimally. And it really comes down to self-inquiry. Like, can you sit mm -hmm. with yourself at the end of each day? Or sometimes I understand life gets busy. You won't have the day to sit with yourself. But can you create space multiple times throughout the week to check in and check yourself? I feel like it kind of does come down to being willing to ask the hard questions. And this is another area in the like new age spirituality community where I'm trying to shift 
the paradigm that exists of like, just, just flow and just, you know, like just trust and just, you know, do all these things and never ask the questions and just trust that you're on the right path all the time. It's like, no, God wants us to ask, like, am I doing the right things and like feel into the answer. And so I meditate. It's a big practice for me. I journal. That's a big practice for me. But if I'm answering the question as honestly and as blatantly as possible, the way I stay hyper intentional around my business and connected is just literally sitting with myself when I have the space to might be once a day. It might be three times a week. It might be once a week and just asking, am I acting out of a place of genuine love? And if the answer is yes, I can continue on the path that I'm on. And if there's that little tingle inside me, that's like, this isn't in full alignment. This isn't from a place of pure love. This isn't fully, fully in the blueprint of your mission. Then it's time to sit and ask further questions so I can unravel that and come back to the true purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's radical ownership and responsibility and being willing mm-hmm. to like look at like where where is this coming from? And that's also like part of the work. It's like if you recognize that something's coming from scarcity or fear, like that is an opportunity for you to dive deeper into like, where is this coming from? But I think the constant reflection of like, where am I coming from and where am I at and what's my intention is a really great way to like kind of set the the boundaries for you to stay in alignment and stay mm-hmm. connected. And then also like asking, like you talked about asking questions, you know, whether it's to yourself and also the universe, I feel like the more you open that communication, the more that you'll hear the guidance. Um, and for me, it's required a lot of like stillness and getting quiet and turning off the noise because that's the only way that I actually can hear that communication, um, whether it's my higher source or God or I don't know, but it feels like I'm being told what to do or at mm. least where to look. And um, and everyone has that access. It's just a practice. And so whatever practice helps you through journaling or meditation or going on walks or just reflecting, I think that that's that's kind of the underlying uh, thread here, which is so powerful. So well too, like what you're essentially saying is perfectly in alignment with what I just taught my group container, which is build your toolkit because everything that I just said, while it works for me, you might be like, I can't just sit and drill myself on those questions. Like that doesn't work for me. And so creating other ways to be intentional and to, you know, come back to that stillness or that quietness of like, where do you feel that that intuitive pull towards one thing or another where do you feel those answers come through for you and for many people it is during movement or exercise or journaling or stillness and meditation or um you know having that that space with their uh partner for a lot of people it's community so it's really being willing i think to put yourself under the um construction period and just like Mm -hmm. ask yourself like what what building blocks work for me and what is my toolkit? What are those things I can come back to, to hone back in and get more connected? I love that. Yeah. We all need our personal toolkit to get us through because it's a constant construction and improvement of ourselves and our lives and our businesses. So I love that so much. And I want to ask you about self-doubt because I feel like this is the number one like piece of resistance that comes up when anyone tries to start their own business, especially service-based where they are the business. It's like all your stuff comes up and self-doubt just feels like for me, at least, I mean, I guess I can't speak for everyone, but for me, it's been like the biggest thing. It's like, I, 
I have this calling, I have these gifts that I know I want to give people. And then the moment I go to take action on something like the self doubt comes up again. Mm -hmm. And so I'm interested to hear your journey with it. And then also how you maybe teach your or coach your clients through self doubt when it comes to putting themselves out there. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you for bringing this up because it surely is self-doubt, imposter syndrome, all of these things mm -hmm. are the number one. I mean, it's the number one piece for any of us as we progress yeah. through business, start a new business. Like I still tell people in every new height that I achieve, you go through the same self-doubt slash imposter syndrome questions. You just get better equipped at handling them. Again, been building my toolkit mm. for a while now. Same with you. So for... In my experience, uh, for perspective on that, I remember when I was sort of starting to create those challenges in 2020 slash 2021, um, knowing that this was this was going to be my entry into the entrepreneurship world. I knew that it was going to put me in a position to have to be seen. I knew that it was going to put me in a position of authority in a way and to be a leader and to be a guide to people. And for somebody with a fear of like being seen as fully them, that's horrifying. Like that is genuinely terrifying. And a piece of my story that is relevant to this aspect, uh, being in the fitness industry, you wear a lot of jackets of really worrying about appearance and finding validation through your body and being connected to your worth coming through eating a certain amount or going to the gym a certain amount. And you're nodding your head like, yes, I resonate. And I know there's a lot of yeah. people listening who can as well. This is, so, especially for a woman, this is such a big uh, puzzle piece for our journeys is this fear of being seen. And I think that that is the underlying cause of most self-doubt. And so for me, that was the big shadow that kept coming through both in my challenges and in my containers and then eventually in my coaching was, oh my gosh, like what if I'm not seen as how I present myself to the world, but I'm seen as truly me and will that be enough? And is am I going to be trusted? And oh my gosh, I'm so young. Am I even qualified to be doing this? And I think something that continuously popped up in my journey as a necessary piece of of what I want people to take away is God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. That quote has guided me through so much self-doubt, so many feelings of unworthiness, so many feelings of imposter syndrome, because I'm like, if you received the calling and you're doing this, if you're even considering stepping into a CEO placement or or starting a business or starting a podcast, like you already got the call. And so you're qualified just because of that. You don't have to have some special status or be this special person to uh, have God hand choose you. Like we're all chosen. And now it's just about allowing yourself to recognize that and being really real about where you are on your journey too. So going back to that aspect of my story, I think the self-doubt piece, you know, and fear of being seen and all of these things, it was just my invitation to really release the need for validation and to trust where I was at on my journey and be radically honest and authentic with my clients and with other beings as well to let them know, like, I'm new to all this. I'm figuring it out just as much as you are. Like, we're side by side on this journey. I'm not up here. You're not down here. Like, we're doing this together. 
And that built trust both within me and within the people in my space to overcome that self-doubt and to start learning that we all learn through experience. And Mm -hmm. there was a part two to that question kind of about how do I deal with it now? Or how do I advise my clients to begin dealing with self-doubt as it creeps up? I'll go back to the toolkit example. I have a client right now who's building out what it looks like when imposter syndrome shows up for her and how she sort of, you know, feels the need to shy away or wants to just shut down or wants to run and throw the whole thing away. So instead of doing that, I asked her, what's your toolkit? How can you fight back against that imposter syndrome? And for her, she came up with sitting with her journal and pulling tarot cards and letting God speak to her through those. And so she found that vessel. So that goes back to faith. Can you cultivate a strong enough relationship with God, source, universe to have great enough faith that can carry you through any season of self-doubt or feelings of unworthiness? Because trust me, they will pop up repeatedly. And the second thing I would advise anybody to do is can you trace back your reason for self-doubt? Because we're not born like that. We're born with the original condition Blank slate is what I believe, and we adopt these things and these conditionings throughout our life that make us feel like we're not worthy or we're not qualified or we're not good enough or we can't be seen just as we are. We can't be authentic. Can you trace back those shadows? When did you start feeling like that? When did you recognize or when were you told that you weren't good enough and start to peel back those layers? And when you can find the root of the shadow, you can like address it head on and you can kind of come back to, okay, just because so-and-so said this doesn't mean it's true. And that's, that's the subconscious reprogramming aspect to it, right? Because we have to reprogram mm-hmm. those beliefs or they just sit within us forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is kind of, there's kind of two parts to this, you know, it's like one part is the investigation of figuring out where it came from and getting to the root of it so you can actually heal it and move past it. But then the second part is really just showing up and taking the action, which I think is the hardest part. At least it's been the hardest part for me is I love that quote that you mentioned, because it's like it that the call, the desire on your heart is, is the only evidence you need that you're ready. And then because I feel like for me, I've, I've waited, I have waited till I'm more qualified. You know, I've, I'm the type of person that's done more courses and more certifications and more reading and more, you know, and it's like, it's never enough. You never get to a place where you're like, I'm now qualified to do this. It's, I think the qualification, like you said, really just comes from taking action and putting yourself out there and then getting qualified through the doing. And so it's, it's beautiful to hear that, uh, the way that you explained it. I'm just like, yes, that makes so much sense, Mm -hmm. but it, it really does come back to faith in so many ways too, because if you really believe that, you know, you're being guided in this life and if you're willing to answer the call, then like the things will just keep presenting themselves and your only job is to take action on them. It can be simple, but it does require a little bit of like, ah, okay, I can do this. (laughs) Absolutely. Love that. So I watched one of your um, posts that you pinned on your profile about your story. And so good, by the way, like loved seeing like all the different experiences you've been through to get to this point. It's really powerful. Um, But one thing you did talk about was, was how your energy was the thing that first like got you that initial success. Um, You said you made like 10K in your first 30 days of coaching or something, right? Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you, and, and what I was like, wow, that's incredible. Just the numbers alone. But then you talking about like, no, it was really just my energy and like showing up with the confidence that I, that I can do this. And this is what I want that I'm here to be of service is, is what push you to achieve that. I'm like, please talk more about that because I think that that mm. is applicable across the board, anything you're doing in life. But it's, it's something that we don't um, put as much value on because we think that people actually want the certifications and the skills and the titles when in reality it is your energy that's always selling people and convincing people. And, you know, it's like that's what's actually getting people's attention. So I'll, I'll pass it on to you to talk about that. Wonderful. Yeah, I love that you said it's really your energy that's always selling people because if that's not the most like, can we all tattoo that on our foreheads? That is the truth. <laughs> that is the truth. It's, yeah, it's uh, a wonderful testament to how powerful um, showing up with confidence and certainty is. I think certainty and conviction were the two things that really just like carried me through that initial success. And the reason I... I like to use amount of money made as a shiny object because the money mm -hmm. does not matter, right? What that money did for my life mattered and the way that it broke me into, okay, wow, there's a lot of potential here for the uh, coaching space and to serve people while also making an income. That's massive. Like that is absolutely life-shifting to me. So it's, it's just interesting to witness and funny how like that can make people click the video and then they go, wait, it wasn't like a business strategy. It's not like a copy and paste system. It's actually like I need to do the inner work to carry that energy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, kind of clickbait, but it was still true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But ultimately, I think that um, t like I go back to both faith and like the way to develop certainty is through cultivating that trust that you are guided. Like you said, if you believe fully that like you are held and you are, you are guided, like you can really do no wrong. And even if you stray off the path, like you're going to get led back onto it. That is the most reassuring and most just beautiful truth that you can hold on to is that no matter what, if you are leading from a place of good and you are constantly acting out of striving to be your highest self like you will eventually get back onto the path and certainty is built through obviously practice and confidence but in my first 30 days i really didn't have that yet and so i was showing up from a place of straight knowingness of that connection to my higher self, like she's sitting there, she's already done it. She's already, you know, gotten these clients. She's already made the money. She's already made the impact. And if I can just keep my eyes on that, the shakiness and the scaredness in the girl and the version that I am now, it won't be as prevalent and it won't show because I'm acting mm -hmm. out of a place of connection to my higher self. So to bring that full circle, I think having a way to deeper connect to that version of you, the version of you that you see already doing all of the things, already acting out of the place of carrying that higher self energy or the million dollar energy or the, you know, expanded impact energy. If you can tap in and tune into that, it is sort of the ultimate trick to the universe of allowing kind of your surroundings to start to match that. And we all know that through like quantum physics and manifestation and the way that the universe works, if you can act in a certain vibration and embody that right now, your surroundings, your, you know, what's in your realm 
what's in your physical will start to shift in order to match that. And that's exactly what it was for me. It was like, all right, she's embodying somebody who has 12 clients and a full roster. Well, <laughs> physical, it started to appear. Mm -hmm. That's really beautiful too, because it's not just like the fake it till you make it mm -hmm. talk, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you... If anything, you're actually embodying who you really are. You're embodying yes. your higher self. You're embodying your full potential. You're not like like becoming small because of the fears that are here now because you know that there is more to this. And so like it does, you know, it's easier said than done, I imagine. But like, but still it is a practice and it's like withholding that intention of like, you know, who is my higher self? How does she show up and what is possible there? Even though like I don't have evidence yet for that being the way that I live my life that's still who you are deep down so it's like actually you're just connecting to the truth more so than than you showing up as like the scary version of your scared version of you you know like we can stop so the like... podcast right here that is all anybody needs to know like that's why that that yeah term, that quote like fake it till you make it would drive me nuts because I'm like if you're doing this work properly you're not faking any anything fake implies you are actually something deep down in your soul essence and you're acting in your in your personal level a completely different way the essence of what we're talking about is you are something deep down and you are radiating that even if your person if the the fake mm -hmm. version of you the ego version of you doesn't fully match that yet and so it's becoming more authentic it's not faking it till you yeah. make it authenticity until you make it what seriously seriously like that's so cool i've never heard it been put that way but like that makes so much sense it's like can you step out of your small self that's like in this moment has these layers of fear and conditioning and whatnot of what you believe to be possible and like just make it a practice to tune in so deeply into like what who am i really what is my essence and what is my intention here and then let that energy guide you i feel like that just makes so much more sense and it's gonna be so much more impactful and so um, I love that. I think that that's so powerful. Okay, pivoting a little bit. Um, I know you talk about feminine and masculine energy a lot, especially within business. And um, I'm excited to dive deeper into this because it's definitely something that I've played with in my in my life. I, I came very much from a masculine energy, very like survival mechanism, coping strategies of feeling like I need to do it the same way everyone else is doing it and nine to five mentality and whatever, all that good stuff, very controlling and rigid. Um, and, you know, since diving deeper into my feminine and like, how can I bring that into business? I think that that it's opened up so much for me, but how do you play with both roles without saying that like one is better than the other? You know, we have both energies within us. And so how can we access both to actually be for it to be the most beneficial for us in serving you know our purpose of in this world yeah what a w great way to frame this question because that's a big thing that i'm witnessing as well right now is there's a glorification of one over the other or like mm -hmm. even a, a demonizing of one like you were in yeah. the masculine your whole life like throw that shit away and welcome to the feminine <laughs> side where it's nothing but rainbows and flowers <laughs> it's like <laughs> No, no, no. We have both in our toolkit for a very specific reason. These are an ingrained uh, thing that we can access and energies that we can utilize. And when utilized properly, like you're going to learn how to ebb and flow out of seasons of being heavily in your masculine and necessary in your masculine, right? Example would be going through a business launch. 
you are mm. launching a new business or you're launching a new course in your business. Well, I'm going to require myself to be acting probably like 80% out of the masculine during that period. I need to be able to have the structures and the infrastructure and the systems and the strategy set up and the tools to really allow me to take that intentional action, which is what the masculine energy holds is really that structure and the actionable piece. But then I'll come out of a launch season or before my launch season, I'm sitting more in the feminine where I'm more in my receiving mode, you know, needing to receive the downloads for the course that was being built during my masculine period, right? So to answer your question, it is so crucial and important that we recognize what both of these things provide. When we know what the masculine energy and the feminine energy do for our lives, it won't be a, I prefer one over the other. It will be a, okay, I know when to take from each and how equally important. You can't have the yin without the yang. You need both. And trust me when I say, I am guilty. I am a perpetrator of being somebody who has sat more in one or more in the other for extended periods of time and have gone to the extreme right and then the extreme left, right? Like have been so in my masculine and so in my feminine mm -hmm. to get me to this point where I now understand how to use both pieces. Um, but my hope is that for people like you, Lily, and for people like me, We've gone through those experiences so that you don't have to, because it's not pretty sitting in one versus the other. <laughs> it's, it's not pretty and it will not get you very far. So mm -hmm. the way that I believe we can harness both is by first understanding what both are and do, you know, doing your side research, understanding what the masculine energy holds as well as what the feminine energy holds, the healthy masculine and feminine, not just the chaotic versions. And then asking yourself to tune into the body again, very big on the sensations that show up in our bodies and how they guide us to certain things and allowing that to guide you into the answer of what do I need in this moment? Because it's going to operate differently every single day. It's going to ebb and flow every single day. For example, I'm sitting here right now in a push period of about eight hours of work that I have to get done. So it's eight hours of masculine. And then tonight I'm having a friend over. We're going to grill down by the pools and we're going to eat and we're going to paint and we're going to sip on some. And he's going to sip on wine. I don't do alcohol, so I'll sip on my kombucha. And, <laughs> and that's me allowing the feminine to follow the masculine because I know that today I'm requiring both. And I know that in this mm -hmm. season I'm requiring both. But there have been mm -hmm. periods that allowing myself to sit more in my masculine has allowed me to progress very far in the matter of, let's say, 365 days. And then last year was my year to sit more in my feminine and watch all the fruits of my labor unfold and just take care of my current client containers and not really push or have many launches and just sort of like flow and be more in nature and, and enjoy life a little bit more. So it's asking yourself what you need that will help you access the answers, but it comes first with the understanding of what each energy is, why both are important, and then learning to pull and access and utilize one or the other in every moment of every day as you need it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the emphasis on implementing both and not seeing one is better than the other. And like, you know, it's it's like, how can we leverage both? energies that exist within us in a healthy way for us to accomplish the things we want to do without burnout and still enjoy the fruits of our labor. Mm -hmm. I think like 
it's and it's it's a practice like you have to figure out what works for you and it's I always call it like it's like a dance with the universe where you like maybe you push too far and then you come back and yes. it's just, yeah and I've heard too of like uh just like a practical tip for people too um of setting up your calendar possibly is like having like one or two days throughout the week maybe where if you can afford yourself the time to go sit in nature for a few hours and just be and like be more in the flow and less in like the masculine life structure of like logical thinking and creating and producing um if you if you want to separate it like that that can be helpful too but yeah just I playing love- around with those energies i feel like is so important yes for, I, for our health too and the success of our business and your sanity absolutely like you you have to remember <laughs> that okay even though we're all spirits and bodies like we're still humans and we still have needs and you still need to come back down to again a human level sometimes and be like i just need a break and if you don't honor that break that's where like illness will make you honor that break or Mm -hmm. injury will make you honor that break. And so don't let yourself get to that point, right? Burnout, all these things. And yeah, so to your point, uh, I call those intuition days, what you were saying, Mm. setting those times on the calendar where maybe, you know, you have a very heavy week coming up. There's a lot of work. You're requiring a lot of masculine energy and you're just in a heavy season of action. Well, then make sure you set many many hours or even a full day aside to just literally be and i i think i have an episode fully on this if anyone's interested in tapping into how i do these but just for a brief synopsis i'm talking like get in the car and let god pick the playlist like don't even worry about like just shuffle just shuffle and let the music come to you drive and without getting lost go somewhere you've never been before let your yoni be your guide like get in the car and see where it takes you and then when you land wherever you are hopefully somewhere in nature like you get to the trail ask yourself left or right and let intuition tell you which one like a full day of just pure flow and these have been some of my biggest breakthrough days these have been some of my deepest connection days and days that i can genuinely relate back to receiving downloads for that i could use as action in my business right so that's why you can't have one without the other because if you're a hamster on a wheel you're constantly in the masculine then you're acting out of a place of no inspiration and if you are constantly in your feminine well you have all of this inspiration without action and that's just stagnancy so the marriage of both mm-hmm. unity of both so important i love those intuitive days i'm like i want that tomorrow yes, that sounds so right? fun <laughs> but what a cool way to also strengthen your intuition and your yes. your connection to yourself you know it's like i talk about this a lot like we don't spend time with ourselves we don't we're always filling our, our time with like a, a screen or something or calling a friend or doing something, going to the gym. It's like all these to do's, but it's like, how often are you actually just hanging out with yourself and like ch- checking in with like, Oh, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? What do I want to listen to in that moment? It's like, we don't do that. And I think that that's like, that's probably got so many benefits beyond the obvious. And, um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. I'm like, I am definitely going to be doing that. <laughs> that sounds like yeah, a great time. <laughs> Absolutely, I will. Um, Okay, so I want to ask you about community because this is something that's been like so near and dear to my heart. I just made a post about this too, and um, and I know it's it's important for you as well. I've 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 seen you talk about it on Instagram, and so you know it might be a word that's been tossed around like a buzzword again, like community, community. But it's like what I'm I'm trying to get to the root of like why is this so healing? Why is community so powerful? you know, and, and it's, 
the obvious reasons of like people have been gathering in tribes and communities for all of humanity and we've lost track of that with this hyper independence like very modern materialistic success driven world um but i'd love to ask you about community and play and like letting yourself just be fully yourself within a group of people like getting out there and actually building relationships with like-minded humans what is that doing for us why is that so important Going back to the medicine example, you are literally receiving the medicine and the gifts of the people that you surround yourself with. And so when mm -hmm. we isolate ourselves, and granted, we need periods of isolation, much like we need periods of more bursts of community, both much like the masculine and feminine have their benefits. But going back to your point, there is a reason that history has us in tribes. There is a reason that history has us in community. There is a reason that women used to bleed around the fire together and you know gather in, in spiritual community and honor the full moon together. And it's because there's this recognition, this mutual recognition that we all have individual pieces of the puzzle that make this universe what it is. And when you are solo, when you contain yourself and you're not allowing yourself to receive that from other people, it's like you're missing this big piece of healing, right? Like you're not, you're not fully medicated as, as we could put it with the terminology of the medicine. And so I'll just give personal experience when it comes to community for me in my life, I went through probably three years of relating to you being in the hyper masculine, feeling like I needed to work 24 seven, nine to five, very structured. And then I went into entrepreneurship and had the same experience. When I refound community as a piece of, of my life, what that allowed me to do was mastermind with these individuals who helped connect dots for me. And that's another piece of it, right? When you have more than one mind together, it's automatically a mastermind because now you have two perspectives or three perspectives or a room full of perspectives and thoughts and words that can be healing or perspectives that can shift paradigms for you or um, tools that you can access that you never would have thought to do on your own. And so when we meet and gather in community, you are being gifted pieces of your own puzzle that will help connect and link things together for you that will help you to elevate into your highest self that will then you know be able to be utilized and gift to people in the future that you can that you can share with and so i like to say that we're all we're all climbing the same mountain but we're all on different parts of the mountain so we're all Going over different obstacles, we're all kind of climbing. Some of us have a little bit more of a treacherous, steep hill than others, but ultimately, we're all climbing the same mountain, collecting different pieces of knowledge, falling over different obstacles. And when we come together, it's like we all get to see the view that the others have seen without having to actually climb that piece of the mountain. And that's why community is so necessary because without it, we will be missing a giant piece of, of the message and coming back to what truly matters. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love the way you put that. Mm -hmm. It's people really are just mirrors for us. So I love the, the, you know, the concept of like people bringing out your gifts too and giving it a space for everyone to kind of share their medicine and for that to just amplify the collective. Like it really just, it's like when you burn a candle, like the, the flame doesn't go down when you, when you use it to light another candle, it just expands. Yes. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm thinking of. And it's, it's, yeah, it's been so healing for me in so many ways. And 
but I'm, I'm interested for people who feel like they don't have community or they don't even know how to start one or like how to build that. Like, what did you do maybe or what tips do you have for people to start to build conscious community and find yes. like-minded people? Yeah, absolutely. It all starts with intention setting for sure. My story was I got out of an eight year long relationship before my current relationship. And I knew coming out of that, that like my whole world was about to shift and everything was about to look different. And so I set the intention. I was like, I am calling in sisterhood. I am calling in sacred sisterhood, people who can hold me through this period of time and who desire to help you know, lift me up and elevate me much like I can do for them. And I think intention setting is like another one of those things where it's so, it's said so much that we kind of are like mm -hmm. desensitized to its power. It's like setting an intention is the beginnings of everything, of manifesting anything into existence. Because without setting the intention, the universe is just kind of like, you already have everything in your vortex, but it's all in limbo. And like, what do you want? Because you're not telling me. So yeah, saying it out loud, like I desire community or I desire relationship or I desired sacred unity or I desire sisterhood. Like, what do you want? Call that in and say it out loud. But then additionally, seek it out. You're not going to find it sitting in your bed <laughs> and not going anywhere, right? So for me, I remember it was March of, <clears throat> it must have been 2022. I just got out of my relationship. I called in Sacred Sisterhood. And later that month, there was a full moon ceremony here in St. Pete. It was like a yoga on the beach slash full moon ceremony. And I was like... I don't usually go to these things, but it's here on Eventbrite. I'm looking for things. Let's go. That's where I met my now near and dear soul sister, Mikkel, who lives here in St. Pete, who happened to also be going through a divorce at the time I was going through my breakup. And we got to hold each other through those experiences and now are, you know, two, two individuals who we just consider each other the strongest of soul family. And that to me is just such a huge testament to the power of setting intention and then letting it happen and actually going out there. And it's not a coincidence, you know, it couldn't be. So that's, that's my share that feels complete. Yeah. Yeah. Intention. I love that you mentioned intention. Cause it's like the way that I picture intention is like, because everything's already in your field, everything's possible. Everything's already out there. Your intention is like the way to, to actually see it and call it in, you know, it's like you can't focus on everything at once. And that's why you're not seeing it. But the moment you put an intention out there, which is literally, you can even just speak it to yourself, to your friends, to your partner, you can write it down, like think about it, meditate on it, whatever it is, however you you feel called to do that. But just putting it out there allows you to actually see it. It's like it's, it's doing something within you and your mind so that you're focused on it. It's like the um, I forget what it's Particular called. But it's like when you system, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like when you want to buy a certain car and then you start seeing it everywhere. It's yes. like, it seems like the same thing that's going on with intention. And so we can't, even though it, it has been overused, it's like, don't underestimate the power of it Absolutely. for whatever it is you want to call in, which community, you know, it starts like that too. And then putting yourself out there. So hundred percent. I love that you mentioned that. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. So my next, I've, I've two more questions before we'll, we'll start wrapping it up into rapid fire questions and such. Um, but I just want to hear what your biggest tip or like, you know, little word of advice is for people who want to start on this path, who want to create something in their lives and 
build their dream career, coaching, whatever it may be. Um, but either, either they're at the very beginning of it or they're just thinking about it, but they have so much resistance and hesitation and don't really know where to start. Like, mm-hmm. what is, how, would you, how would you help someone through those first steps? Yeah, for sure. I would like to explain this through a series of steps that I give to everybody, which is kind of yeah. how I picture like the co-creation with the universe. It starts with, you need to set the intention. <laughs> and everyone at this point is like, I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> I know, but seriously, setting the intention of, you know, allowing yourself to let this creativity be pulled out of you, let this gift be pulled out of you. Sometimes when we want to start something, we don't even know exactly what it looks like yet. And that's the most intimidating part is like, I want the business or I want to start the podcast or I want to create this container or I want to be a coach or whatever but I don't know what this looks like yet. And so clarity needs to be received before any action uh, can be taken. And that's just that's just the truth, right? A lot of us get stuck on that piece of, I'm just unclear on what it is that I want to do. And it's just a lack of understanding of one's own mission. And something mm. that's important to recognize is like, you'll always throughout this, this experience, no matter how advanced you get in spirituality or in business, You will never be able to see the whole staircase. You will only ever get to see the one step in front of you. But if that step isn't even clear yet, you can't walk it. You can't step onto it. You're going to, you're going to fall. So set the intention and then get really quiet and listen, listen to the signs, listen to the signals, listen to the synchronicities. The universe has heard your intention, has heard you set that out there or or put that out into the universe. Now you're gonna start receiving things that are necessary for you on your journey to get to that next step, right? So pay attention. Can you just take in your surroundings and start to um, recognize the opportunities that you're coming into, the relationships that are coming to you? All of these wonderful things that are going to be getting you more clear on that next step. Once you feel like you've obtained enough inspiration, information, all of the things, excuse me, then you take the aligned action. This is where it's, okay, I, I see the next step on the staircase. Now I can walk towards it. I need to just take the aligned action, whatever that step looks like for you. Maybe it's just reaching out to the business mentor, not even signing up for a program, but just reaching out, getting your foot in the door, whatever that next step is for you let yourself be guided to it and then actually do it, right? And then the step number four, surrender, baby. This is where you stop worrying about what if this was the right step or what if this was the wrong step or was there another path for me or was there another mentor I should have reached out to? It's like, trust that you listened to your signs, that you took the aligned action that you needed to take and that you are now exactly where you need to be. And if you continue doing that process over and over and over again, all of a sudden you're going to find yourself way further on the staircase than where you started. Hmm. That's what feels like the best process or articulation that I could possibly give to anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for breaking it up into like the step-by-step process because it, it really helps with my mind too. It's like, how can we just continue to focus on the next little stair in front of us, you know, a little step in front of us. And eventually you look back and you're like, wow, I, I've climbed quite a few, uh, uh, floors here. And so (laughs) it's just like receiving the calling, setting the intention and then taking action, like continue to do that and trust and and like be connected to your why and your, your intention. Mm -hmm. I think that that's it. You know, it's like 
all of these problems that we perceive or like obstacles, like it has the same structure to it when you are connected to uh, your faith or, you know, just have like a more of a conscious view of how you can create your own reality. And so it's nice to bring it back into the context of this and help people really start to get after it and, and build something because we need your medicine too. Yes. Everyone has something to contribute here. Absolutely. And it even just, even just clicking on this episode is like a sign that like you have something in, in you that is like calling to express and wanting to create something. So we literally Trust that. just received that download at the same second. Like, I was about to say it, and then you said it, and I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. thank God someone's saying it, because I'm like, yes. even if we're in the same field of of awareness, if, if somebody follows me or somebody follows you, like, that means that you are being invited. Mm -hmm. We're being invited to step in. We all have it. It's not a pedestaled thing where or a hierarchy of some people have the gifts and some people don't, like all of us do it's just finding the outlet or the vessel in which those gifts need to come through mm, exactly exactly okay i have one more question for you and this one's kind of like a i'm just personally curious but mm -hmm. i have a feeling that other people will will benefit from this too and it Wonderful. i want to know the secret behind your consistent content creation because <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you are just like constantly like just like boom 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 i'm like i i don't fail to see a day that like you post something that's like not just it doesn't feel forced it actually feels like it's coming from inspiration so i'm just wow. like what is your process how does how do you do that how have you gotten here because i definitely you. get stuck so i'm like, so like going through favorite. phases wow absolutely <laughs> no and i i used to be <clears throat> very much the same way this is such a lovely question thank you for like noticing that and just bearing witness to that mm, so good of course <laughs> i i feel like for me, I have gone through seasons of trying to plan content. And then I've gone through seasons of being very sporadic and chaotic with my content, like trying to film it same day as posting. And what I mm -hmm. do now is honestly, this is bringing it back to those intuition days. After sitting with myself in those days and honoring my need for <clears throat> space and collecting downloads and receiving creative inspiration, I usually have so many bursts of ideas for what to talk about or like receiving messages on like this is something that's prevalent right now this needs to be spoken upon or sometimes it's through client sessions like a synchronicity is coming up a lot of my clients are experiencing the same thing so i'm like okay this needs to be talked upon and when that inspiration hits if i'm available for it i'm recording right then and right there and i'm popping it in the drafts and so i literally at one mm. point this is a sad story uh, I had to get a new phone like five months ago. I lost like 200 videos, but I was just oh, like, no. because Instagram does that thing where it doesn't convert app to app. Yeah. I was like, uh, okay, universe, we're just taking it as those were meant to be trashed for something new to come through. It's okay. But point is, is that I stocked up so many videos that I really did have so many good pieces of content that came from a straight place of inspiration and a fresh download and something that I felt very inspired to talk about. And I recorded it when inspired and when in the energy of this needs to be said so that when it goes to be posted, which usually was not the same day, right? Then it was conveying the, the energy of, wow, okay, this is coming from a place of, of love, of inspiration and of this relevancy that's, that's urgent for her to get out there. Um, so that's my process. I think that's the best process anybody can use. I know some people need to have a set content day uh, because of their schedules, but if you can, I just encourage 
anybody and everybody to like when you feel the wave come ride the wave baby and you will all of a sudden have multiple pieces of content there waiting for you i love this i'm so glad i asked you this question because i so my husband has applied this to <laughs> he hates when i like get out of the moment and like try to like record you know something like if we're on a hike or something like breaking the present moment with like feeling like I need to film and capture things and so he has this thing that he tells me he's always like record now post later because yeah. then it's like I can still capture the moment but I don't have to like you know get totally sidetracked by like trying to write a caption yeah. and edit it and whatnot um but there's something so powerful about capturing the moment in the when you're inspired because what what I've tried to, I've tried so many different methods and like I, I also have those moments where I'm like, I feel super creative and like just it's all the downloads are coming through and I'm writing them down on my notes app. But then when I come back to it, I just don't feel inspired by it anymore. So then I don't end up using it or creating a video for it. But and so, so that's really interesting. I, yeah, like I said, I think that other people will enjoy hearing that as well because yes. we live in this age of like just wanting to share and especially when you have so much inspiration coming through and you're constantly doing and things in your life that are evoking um, messages and things you want to share it's like how do we how do we bring that to people without it taking away from our own lives yeah. and feeling forced Ooh, and you know it's cool. like I want it to feel good yes absolutely yeah because when it feels good to you it feels good to the people receiving it and I think that that's <laughs> so profound what you said like what your husband said like capture the moment and then put put the phone away because then you're, yeah. you're further enjoying the moment which is further increasing your vibration which will lead to more downloads later in the day right and it's yeah. like it's it's that constant flow and balance but i think that to your point i've i've went through all of those stages the one where i was missing out on the moments or the the place that i was at looking at the most beautiful views because i was head and phone writing the caption thinking this message needs to get out there now and it's like, no, mm -hmm. no, 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 you get to, you get to share it. And we're here in this digital world where it's very odd, where we know we're doing this out of an, a place of service, but it becomes too much when we're uh, taking away from serving ourselves and being able to be present and being able to experience the love and light that we've created through this work when we are uh, in a constant you know, hamster wheel of, of becoming content people 24 seven. So yeah, record mm -hmm. it when inspired and then put it in the incubator and let it sit. And then when you're ready, <laughs> write the caption and get it out there. That's, that's the secret. <laughs> yes. And just make sure you download your drafts before you get any phone. You please. <laughs> Not the hard like, way. Oh, I feel for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, uh, everything for a reason. Mm -hmm, Okay, is there anything else that I haven't asked you that you'd like to talk about before we go to the rapid fire questions? Mm, thank you for asking this because there is, yeah, this is like a full circle moment to uh, the beginning of the episode where we just talked about uh, service to humanity and like what's lighting me up right now. And mm -hmm. I have been just feeling called to share the message that if you whether you are spiritual, not spiritual, a person of faith, not a person of faith, we have all been living in a season of distraction and a season of really falling off the path of why we're here and overindulgence. These have been like the three things that have been coming up for me and have been becoming present in both my own life and having to call myself out but now wanting to call us all out with the most love in my heart. Mm -hmm. um, 
I know that it's easy to feel this rush of artificial dopamine when we are serving ourselves and chasing these micro gratifications and these like fun things in the moment. And I just want to call everyone to a higher standard of if we can all over this next year, two years, come back to a place of serving others before you serve yourself. But additionally, finding ways to serve yourself that are true, true meaning to you, not of distraction or overindulgence or constantly seeking pleasure or constantly seeking uh, being head up in the clouds and in the cosmos. If we can do things that are actually going to move the needle forward for us, for our health, for our partnerships, for our lives, for our businesses, we can then greater serve the collective and greater serve humanity. And so that's what's on my heart right now. It's just wanting everyone to recognize that, yes, you do need to serve yourself. I'm not saying push your sanity to the side to do for others, but I'm saying we've got a little too wrapped up in our own worlds. We've got a little too wrapped up in overindulgence and in wanting all the abundance and all the travel and all these things that it's become, especially in the coaching space, someplace that I get to witness very closely. Get the clients mm -hmm. so you can go on the trip or you know do this so that you can have that instead of just doing for the yeah. sake of doing being for the sake of being and actually serving so we can create this new earth we're getting distracted and it's time to stop getting distracted that's the message <laughs> oh my gosh that resonates so deeply and like wow the fact that you're saying this right now i i literally have just gone through like the past month or two just creating this program that was like on my heart for so long and like the idea came to me like last year and so i've just been like in this building process that like took a long time um and then i like pushed back the start date the launch date to the end of the summer and went on and the end of the summer came around and i was like something is still feeling off mm -hmm. and i was like so what i recognize is that i was so focused on myself i was so focused on like me needing to do this and me needing to you know get this figured out and put it out there and make the money and like run the program and blah 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 and eventually like i i got off social media which helped a ton for 2 weeks i like actually got off that like instant gratification dopamine hits um and eventually and like sat with myself and went back to stillness and all these things and what came through is like i want to connect back to like why am i doing this work like what is it that really why am i here like what's my why and i realized like i just want to help people like that has always been the the intention that i've lost sight of and so i i put out free coaching for the month of september i was like five people free coaching like just as i mean i guess in a way it is selfish too because it's allowing me to reconnect to my why mm. but with the intention of being of service because i do really believe like you said that we need we need to tune back into that yeah. because that's why everyone starts as a coach but you kind of lose your way along the numbers and the ride and the whole thing and it doesn't feel good and it doesn't do as much good in the world as it could so i resonate with that so deeply and i think that if we keep coming back to that everything else will benefit you too it's, you are part of the collective so yes um, and thank you, you for sharing that i really yeah, appreciate it thank you for resonating and sharing your aspect of the story as well and i think an important differentiation before we wrap it up is like what you said you were like i suppose it is sort of still selfish or self-serving for me to do this i like to split it into self-serving or soul-serving like they're both self right but this is serving your soul which will help you serve the collective serving the self is serving the ego which is i want the money i want the the to climb the status or i want the this or i want the that or i want the travel or i want the freedom 
instead of what does your soul actually want. And so thank you for honoring your intuition and just letting it come back to what really matters because if everyone, everyone would do that, especially in the coaching space, we could all really be creating a space of a lot of unity and like we will have a utopia mm -hmm. sooner than we think. Mm -hmm. I love the differentiation too between the two because mm -hmm. if it serves your soul, it's serving the collective in, in so many ways. And so keep coming back to that. It seems like the, the underlying thread of this whole conversation, you know, yes. that will guide you forward in everything. Absolutely. So, Okay, a couple of rapid fire questions and then we will close things down. Okay. So what is one of the most important lessons you've learned along the way? Mm. To take full radical self-responsibility and then surrender. Surrender doesn't mean that you don't get to take responsibility. It's a new lesson, but it's a very prevalent lesson. Beautiful. <laughs> Top three health and wellness practices that you do consistently. Ooh, daily? And it can be emotional, physical, spiritual, oh, okay. whatever kind of health. So like wellness all around. Got it. Mm -hmm. Meditation, daily sunshine, and daily movement, whatever that looks like. It's going to look different all throughout my cycle. But those three things are a happy cake. What is a book you'd recommend for people to like who are just starting off in this space or it can be a favorite podcast depending Ooh. on what you prefer? Oh, this is, or both. This is a good one. You know what's funny is I want to recommend a happy pocket full of money to people. Ironically, I am in a season of like really coming back to struggling with I don't want to desire money but we all need it in order to let our gifts come through and be at a place of regulation and so just prefacing this answer with this book helps you understand quantum physics the universe and how to obtain wealth and read it from a perspective of not wanting wealth for selfish reasons but truly wanting to serve the world and it can be a life-changing read hmm that book has been on my shelf and i i got like 10 pages in and then for some reason just felt resistance and picked mm -hmm. up a different book <laughs> And now I'm like, okay, That's I get it. <laughs> yes, there you go. Pick it back I up. I know. I've heard it from so many people and I'm like, I got it as a gift here from my old mentor. And so I'm like, it's I, wonderful. I, read it. it's I want to read it. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um, last question is what, so this podcast is called Home to Self and there's many different reasons for that, which is part of the fun. So I want to ask you, what does coming home to yourself mean to you? Mm hmm. Coming home to myself, but also this answer applies to how I would advise anyone to come home to themselves, is mm -hmm. stripping back all of the layers of what anyone has ever told you that you are, of any of the conditionings or the jackets or the names or the things that you think you are, aka the teacher, the coach, the athlete, the entrepreneur, because that's not really who you are. So stripping back all of those things and coming back to the original condition, the sensation that lives within you, that that thing inside of you that guides you to what feels good, what doesn't feel good, what resonates, what doesn't resonate, all of those areas that, that help you climb closer to your highest self, it's the middle of the onion, right? So long story short, home to yourself is peeling back all of those layers, removing all of the gunk, getting rid of all of the blockages, 
coming back to who you truly are and who you know you truly are at a soul level and then embodying that through radical and devout authenticity. Hmm. Couldn't have said it better myself. Mm. I love the onion analogy too. It's like <laughs> you has always been there. It's just under these layers. Yes. And so that's a beautiful thing because there's no, you don't have to become anyone. You just have to unbecome the things that you aren't. And wow. then you can feel at home. Yes, I <laughs> so just got I chills that. again. Like it's so funny how we're we're all waking up to that too like you just said that so mm -hmm. wonderfully like we've all been on this chase of like become your highest self or like obtain this status or do this or do that and it's like no 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 unbecome uncondition and yes. you'll find that it's been there the whole time that is so wonderful thank yes. you for saying that yeah what a, what a blessing it's like that, that for me that makes me feel so much better i'm yes. like okay like i don't have to get anywhere mm -hmm. i just i get to keep peeling away the layers and it takes time but like it's yes. always going to be there no one can take it from you yes. so that's Ooh. the beauty of it mm. but kate thank you so much this has been i like i always know when it's going to be a good conversation with someone because i can just feel mm -hmm. i can feel you through your your instagram but like after having this conversation i'm like yes like this was a good one i'm glad we pulled through and thank you more. so much for sharing your light thank you for doing this work for yourself and helping people like create a life of their dreams like this is what we need it's it's beyond just fun and games it's actually like medicine for the world in so many ways and to know that everyone has a gift that they can make money from and actually live from and and serve others from is is just it's such a beautiful way to like see this this game of life and so thank you for being a leader in that and mm. sharing your voice and inspiring us all um wow. i really am just so grateful and i'd love for you to tell people how they can connect with you and work with you if they're interested wow thank you so much that is all so received and so wonderful thank you for holding this container for these yes. conversations to happen you are so appreciated so loved um, so right now you. I am hanging out in a few spots. I'm on Instagram at your.dreamlifecoach. That's pretty much the one social media you'll find me on consistently. Like she put it out earlier. I'm pretty good at that. Yes. <laughs> She really is. Yeah. Really is. So, so I'm over on Instagram. You can find me there. Um, a couple things going on in my world right now. I have a retreat that's coming up in February. We have a few spots left. This is where I get to facilitate and serve women and show you the medicine that exists in this world. There are four spots left out of 12. So they're filling up pretty quickly, but I am just calling on anybody who feels called to sisterhood, who resonated with my message, who wants to be in more of this type of energy, have these types of conversations. That is what we'll be doing in beautiful St. Pete, Florida in the end of February. And last but not least, I also have a podcast. It's called the Your Dream Life Coach Podcast. And Lily will be joining me for an episode very, very soon as well. So you'll be able to hear kind of the flip side of this conversation and just more into her and her being um, and the work that she's doing. So those are my three spots. Thank Beautiful. you for asking. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to keep stay connected and keep developing this friendship and relationship and serving together together yes. we serve even more powerfully so thank you so much for everyone for tuning in thank you kate um i will add all of your info in the show notes below so people can check it out and other than that i hope everyone has a beautiful day and we'll talk to you next week